So the boss of Pilbara Minerals in Australia uh, is a it's a sixteen odd billion dollar Australian dollar uh, operation. So you know, a huge huge company. Now he was quoted in the Australian Financial Review uh, just this week. Actually, um, he was saying, and I'll, I'll read the I'll read the paragraph from the AFR. It says Pilbara Minerals boss Dale Henderson says his phone is switched to silent as a constant stream of car and battery makers try to secure supplies of lithium, and he doesn't expect the calls to stop anytime soon. So this is coming from a pretty significant lithium uh, company. I mean, if he's saying this, and yet perhaps you're saying different, who are we to trust, Shane? Welcome to the Exponential Investor Podcast. Want to be a better, smarter, more clued up investor? Well, you've come to the right place. We cover the breakthrough investment ideas you don't hear about in the mainstream to keep you on top of the megatrends and opportunities reshaping our world. Good morning and welcome to the Friday, which is always Friday when we do these, but the Friday episode of the Investor Exponential Investor Podcast. Until it's it's the morning because I'm barely functional. I've only had one cup of coffee, should be two. Um, anyway, we're here. I'm here with my co-editor, Shay Russell. G'day, Shay. How are you doing this week? G'day, Sam. I'm with you. I'm barely functional, but that's because it's the end of my day. <laughs> that's true. It's the start of start of the day for one, the end of the day for the other. So hopefully we meet in the middle somewhere and deliver something useful to our viewers. Um I want to talk to you about something that everybody loves to talk about. Um, now, you know that very much in Australia, people love talking about mining companies. Uh, it's a little different over here in the UK, I will admit. Uh, there's a little bit more uh, excitement around oil and gas rather than rock diggers. Nonetheless, uh, everyone seems to get excited about lithium and lithium companies and lithium miners. Um, you know, there's, there's always, there always seems to be a, a new lithium miner in Cornwall somewhere in this country. Um, anyway, point being, everyone loves a lithium stock. Everyone loves a lithium story. You've got, well, I say loves, but everyone loves to talk about it because you get some on the side saying, this is nothing but a rampant bull market for lithium companies uh, that will last until the day we die. Um, because there is just batteries, 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 batteries everywhere. And that we must have an unquenchable demand for lithium to supply these batteries. And then others say that is a ridiculous view. And there is no way that we can get to this net zero outcome and where everything's electrified and batterified and the, the demand is fake and there is way more supply in the market uh, and coming to market than, than there is demand. So there's two sides of the demand supply story. Two questions. One, what's your view on the demand supply story here? Are you saying there's more demand, less supply, or do you think there's more supply, less demand? And what do you think about lithium stocks? Is this, is this a bull market till the day we die, or is there a bit of trouble coming for some of these companies? Sam, I feel like I've been training for this for the past four weeks. Uh, uh, I am going to rain on the lithium parade. I am so done with lithium, but it has been 
it's been a key topic in my circles uh, here in Australia at the moment to the point where uh, I'm I've actually, I thought I was moderating. I'm actually emceeing an event next week at an um, international mining conference and all the panellists that I was spoken to, I said, do you have a view on lithium? And every single person I spoke to groaned so hard, I thought they were going to fall off their chair. Now, these are actual um, miners and investor, um, people who run private equity funds. Now, I have the view that a lot of the demand right now is predicted demand. These are long-range assumptions based on our behaviour today. Are we moving to electric vehicles? Absolutely. That take-up is happening. But is a lithium-ion battery really the one that's going to take us there? I don't think it's the final metallurgy, and I think that's the problem here with all of this demand. Um, this projected demand is up against soon-to-come-online supply. Right now, there is a shortfall of lithium in the market. There is not enough lithium in production, but there is plenty of lithium in the ground. Lithium, for everybody who loves their fun, useless facts, lithium used to be a waste product. 20 years ago, miners had to pay to get rid of the stuff. Uh, and now Elon Musk came out and basically pumped up the lithium price and lithium expectations. And now every man and his dog is claiming that they've found lithium somewhere. Uh, I've seen things come through my newsfeed from explorers telling, um, telling the market that they've found lithium Mm -mm -mm. What they found is a slither of lithium in a core sample. Maybe not um, enough to have a lithium resource. It might be a byproduct, which is great. But given that it was once a byproduct in Australia, it makes sense that it would actually be found in these deposits. So to answer your demand supply question, I think demand for lithium is going to fall off a cliff when in five years from now, scientists do something really clever and come up with a more efficient, denser battery that takes our heavier vehicles even further. Uh, magnesium is a potential replacement for that one, by the way, and manganese, oh, that's going to replace cobalt. Um, I think supply, when all of this projected supply comes online, that we're going to have an excess of lithium in the market, and we're going to see the price absolutely tank. As for lithium stocks, I think they've peaked. Um, you know why? Because everybody's talking about them everybody's talking about. I think the early stage opportunity was there a couple of years ago. And look, even a year ago, uh, you could still make good money in lithium stocks. I think right now it's just sucking in the dumb money at the top. Um, everybody wants a taste of the last little bit of the bull run. It's the only thing that's still going up in this market at the moment. Um, so I, th I think they've peaked and I've been calling lithium as stuck in the hype cycle. And we're either at the peak or about to round out. But tell me, do you have a view on lithium? Have I well, gone so, against the grain here? Like, I mean, you look at, so I, I want to ask before I answer that, I want to ask you, how, so what, oh, what, what do you say then to, and, and I mentioned this to you just off air before we got started. So the boss of Pilbara Minerals in Australia uh, is a, it's a 16 odd, billion dollar australian dollar uh, operation so you know a huge huge company now he was quoted in the australian financial review uh, just this week actually um he was saying and I'll, I'll read the i'll read the paragraph from the afr it says pilbara minerals boss dale henderson says his phone is switched to silent as a constant stream of car and battery makers try to secure supplies of lithium and he doesn't expect the calls to stop anytime soon. So this is coming from a pretty significant lithium uh, company. I mean, 
if he's saying this and yet perhaps you're saying different, who are we to trust, Shane? Well, can I just point out in my uh, very thorough and detailed analysis that you just heard before, I said there's not enough in the ground now. There's not enough supply now, and he's producing. You did say so that. So that is I, why I, they're I do remember you saying that just a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> Um, So that would be why he is having people beat down his doors. And I'm not surprised anybody who is producing right now would actually be able to command a premium for their products. And that's a fantastic place to be as a miner. There's an, God, I've just, I feel like I've just had a lanyard around my neck for nine months. I was at a conference a couple of weeks ago in Melbourne, which was a battery tech one. Um, It's it's basically just a professional conference goer at the moment. Yeah, just Um, a physical representation of a lanyard. (laughs) Yes. Um, And uh, one of the things that I noticed of all of the lithium explorers is they were very keen to note when they would be producing. And there seemed to be a one-upmanship of, oh, we'll be producing in six months. We'll be producing in 12 months. Everybody was keen to point out that they're going to be producing before their competitors. So I have no doubt that Mr. Bossman of um, Pilbara Minerals is having people beat down his door to get their hands on the lithium because there's not a lot available now, but there will be in a few years to come. Okay, so it feels like the the market is still it's still got an appetite for it, but the longer term picture here is maybe not as rosy as somebody might now perceive it to be. And I think that's a reasonable point to make because. If you go through and look at a lot of the lithium miners, and look, the the Australian Stock Exchange is flush with lithium miners, big and small and everything else in between. Um, And you can look at the charts over the last two years, really, and the number of lithium miners in Australia that have 10xed is astronomical. Um, But you look at those charts and then you've got to ask yourself, okay, well, this company that went from 50 million to 500 million or went from 100 million to a billion valuation where's where's the next leg up is is that demand going to are we going to see that same demand level up over the next 2 to 3 years that takes them from a billion to 10 billion or from 500 million to 5 billion and so uh, you know assuming you know dilution and all that sort of stuff, cabaret is on a factor. Anyway, point being is I don't see that happen. Is <laughs> you can I think I, I I do believe that longer term there will be a a much more wider market for battery powered vehicles, be it sh- the typically short throw vehicles. So anything within, you know, thousand k but if you're if you're long haul transportation if you're shipping if you're uh plane manufacturers if you're any even trucks right you know the likes of kenworth or mercedes you know these big truck manufacturers is it just the the sheer physics of batteries don't make loads of sense at least not at this point, until science gets to a point where you can have a lightweight battery that provides you with the energy needed for long-haul travel. Otherwise, they're going to have to either keep doing what they're doing and find more effective green solutions to fuels, which I might add is very much happening, which nobody really talks about, things like biofuels and synthetic fuels. 
Uh, although the cost of synthetic fuels is quite high, that is like a lot of technologies that is continuing to fall down. Um, and you don't have to retrofit platforms. You don't have to build new manufacturing capabilities. You basically just pump in a new fuel uh, into existing infrastructure and existing uh, systems. So I think you're right. I think the longer term picture about this whole idea of the world will be batrified or electrified or lithiumified or whatever is a bit stupid. <laughs> lack of a, That's lack of a better word. Anyway. Again, this is, this is what happens when I have one coffee in the morning. Um, <laughs> and, and so the, the, it, the, the industry will concentrate is, is that you will find there are probably going to be big companies like Pilbara or as you, you like to put it, Pilbara, um, that, <laughs> the, the, that will just snaffle up a lot of the, the miners, but again, we, and we've, and I'm sure you can explain to our readers how this has happened previously with other sectors of, of mining, but they snaffle up all the deposits that have miners that can't produce can't get to production because they just cannot do the capital they can't raise the capital they can't you know push the time frames out long enough and so the industry consolidates i, I think that's what's going to happen is that do you, do you kind of see that do you think that over the next couple of years what we'll find is the you know the, the lithium industry so to speak of miners just ends up consolidating back towards the big players again I do. And there's a reason why you'll find the industry consolidates, uh, consolidates. And that's partly because one's capital. Like at the end of the day, these companies need hundreds of millions of dollars to get this stuff out of the ground. Uh, the other reason is, and this is a lesser known fact about the mining sector when people jump into explorers, not everybody's really good at building a mine. Not everybody's really good at running a mine. Not everybody's really good at finding it, which is why you have the spectrum of companies available. So you might talk to exploration geologists who are brilliant exploration geologists they're making groundbreaking finds um the guys who found gold road resources for example in australia are classic examples of that they're also experienced enough geos to know oh i'm about to use some words you're not allowed on this podcast um <laughs> when it came to time floor as well <laughs> <laughs> so okay when it came to build the mine they, the um, geologists stepped back and went, let's bring on mine builders now. And they actually allowed a change of management. And that is so important for good deposits to turn into great mines. And that's a lot of people don't realize that the geologist who found the deposit really probably shouldn't be the person to bring it into production. So it's partly why you see that consolidation because most geos in the industry are pretty smart to know they don't know anything about running a mine. So they will be quite happy when a bigger player takes them over because then they don't have the production risk. However, big guys love taking over short up deposits because then they don't have exploration risk. So I do think we are going to see um, that sort of consolidation in the industry. We'll know when lithium has peaked, when it's a lot like um, the gold mergers of 2011 and 2012, when companies are overpaying for these deposits. When you see um, you know, valuations of lithium players at four, five X, what they should be. That's probably peak lithium. That's when we've hit the peak because that's when those stupid deals happen. Um, so I, I do expect to see consolidation uh, as, you know, basically the indus industry matures because at the end of the day, it's still a relatively new industry and the industry is just growing with it. You know, it's, it, it's funny. I, I get the feeling that there's going to be a lot of, um, exploration companies that are looking actively now looking starting to look for suitors because their valuations have been pumped 
and that they know they're really at top whack for what they'll probably get for the company. And so the exit strategy is to sell out to a lot of these bigger players because they've probably got a decent deposit in there, uh, but they know that if the if the headwinds come off, uh, sorry, if the tailwinds come come out of the market and and we they approach some headwinds, and all of a sudden those valuations start to get clipped off, um, obviously they're not going to get as much bang for their buck. So, and, and you're right, and it's you know the idea of of changing management, you you don't see it a lot because you know blatant egotism and <laughs> and arrogance gets in the way most of the time. But sometimes change of management in in companies like that is actually a very positive sign. For a lot of a lot of investors, they see you know serious change of management. They go, "Whoa, why? Well, why are they getting out? Why is the founder? Why is the geologist getting out of this company? It must must be a shocking deposit." It's like, no, they're just smart enough to know that that person is going to actually capitalize on this opportunity better than they can. So, again, some of those signs to look for when you're looking at company releases and information as an investor can actually be a very positive sign. So again, you've got to sort of take things into context within the industry, like. If if a and, and it does apply to the tech industry as well, but there are certain certain areas where you know you might think that a change of management is a bad thing, and it can be a very bad thing if the cultures become toxic. You know, like Uber, right? Um, well, no, actually, that was a good change because the culture was toxic and then it got better. Anyway, point being, it's not always a bad thing. Look out, look out for those sorts of releases and 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 understand the context. But um, yeah, okay, I think I think uh, I think we we share a similar view here uh, the, the the market certainly is peaking you look at the valuations and it's hard to think that they are going to deliver what they have in the last two years again over the next two years um but consolidation i believe will come some of the stronger players i think will maintain that strength um but there will also be some i think i think we'll see some takeovers and mergers which usually then adds a little premium to the, some of these pumped up valuations anyway so there's still a, there's still a little bit of Short-term trading opportunities in there, I feel. Um, I'm not going to call you out for some names, Shay, because I know we can't give we can't give advice Please on don't. this podcast. Um, if if you were to look though, if you were to look for for areas where you think there might be opportunity, would you be would you be looking at lithium at all? Or do you think it is just something investors should probably now stay away from altogether? I'm not looking at lithium at all. Um, to the point where when I was, I caught up with some friends in Sydney, ironically at a resources conference, uh, and they, these guys run a great gold company here in Australia, which I won't name. And they made a comment that, oh, we've got lithium now. And I'm like, boys, nah, not interested because there is, it's just, it, it was just gold another guys guy talking about was, lithium. What is going on? Yeah. It was just another company. It's like, oh, we've got lithium now. It's like you and every other company in mm. this room. That's how we know. So I'm absolutely not looking at lithium. I've actually found, I think, my new favorite contrarian indicator. I'm going to make this man my best friend. He doesn't know it yet. Uh, I'm interviewing <laughs> him next week. I'm very excited. It's called stalking, um, Pardon? <laughs> That's stalking. called stalking. <laughs> <laughs> he's in Queensland. I'll find him. Um, he doesn't know. He's, he's about 1,800 kilometers away from me. Okay. Uh, so he is a he runs a private equity firm that basically fund companies that are resource companies that need to get to production. So think of right. them as the last mile of they basically yeah. used up all the cash that they've got. They've used up all their lines of credit and they don't want to de- uh, dilute shareholders any longer with a capital raising. They just need it like 10 or 20 million mm. to get them into production. So the Oops. companies he looks at are six to 12 months away from production and that's it. 
They charge him through the roof interest rates. He's basically making his shareholders a money handover fist. It's amazing. And he said, you know who was knocking on my door 12 months ago, uh, 18 months ago? Oil and gas companies. And he said, do you know who's knocking on my door right now? Gold companies. So my background is obviously precious metals, but he's like, based on, you know, he said, I've done this before. And he said, we're 18 months ahead of the market. He said, if they're coming to us for funding, he said, there's a next leg up coming. There's a next uh, a hype cycle coming for that metal. Uh, he said, and that's what, you know, we fund them. He said, if the market won't touch them, they basically come to us. So I'm not looking at lithium wow. at all. I'm very, look, I, I've been a big fan of copper. I've got a couple of specialty metals that I can't go into just yet, but copper's always on my radar and gold's back on my radar as well. It's 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 a it's a fun world when gold is is the contrarian bet. Um, but anyway, <laughs> we've, we've gone on enough, uh, for this week. Thank you everybody for tuning in and listening to this interesting conversation on lithium and lithium stocks. Thank you, Shay, for your insight as always. Uh, we'll be back again next Friday morning with another exponential investor podcast. We will see you then. Bye for now.